go. Great sound of Blondie. 90s track. That was Maria there before that, back to the 60s, with Jackie Wilson, Higher and Higher. I'm Aidy here on Radio Nook through till 7 uh, when the Radio Nook Sport comes along. But first, I've got a special guest in the studio. Uh, tonight, I've got Michael Pace from Andrew and Coast Listers. Michael, welcome to Radio Nook. Good evening. And I'm old enough to remember Blondie first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bless her. Um, right. So, uh, getting a bit, I say, on the roads. Uh, and uh, I suppose there must be a peak in motor vehicle collisions and accidents at this time of year they certainly they certainly happen more because people are being being uh well it's dark careless, yeah that's they? right yeah. going too fast is the usual yeah. thing yeah not leaving enough room annoying other motorists by keeping the rear fog lights on when they're in a queue of traffic and uh, switch them off that's really my pet that that's one. right let me just introduce you because you are a well-known solicitor specializing in road traffic law and personal injury claims at andrew and co solicitors aren't you that's correct and so yeah. uh, you're going to come and tell us tonight about um, well what to do if you're involved in an accident how you can best protect yourself yeah i suppose yeah because there's so many things you can do to protect yourself against false allegations mm-hmm. against uh, you know there are criminal gangs out there who will cause you to have an accident with them and then sue the pants off you for injuries for people who weren't in the car we've all all heard the joke about the liverpool bus that only carried 10 people but 52 people made a claim um so we have we have does that happen it does actually yes crumbs And, and all it does is feed the hands of the insurers to say everybody makes a claim fraudulent right Right, so how so, can you protect yourself in those well, situations? It, on Monday morning, I got a telephone call from a lady on behalf of her daughter. She'd had quite a serious car accident on over the weekend. Mm-hmm. It wasn't her fault. And she was asking me for general advice because the police wanted to interview her. Right. And I was able to say that. And I said, but you're telling me it wasn't your daughter's fault that she's been T-boned by a car who was overtaking. Mm-hmm. And she's got a broken arm. Have you thought about making a claim? And I was amazed. No, she hadn't. All right. Because some people are very quick off the mark. Yeah. Uh, But at the scene, there's so many things you could do that will make such a difference (laughs) if you just think, try and calm down. And it's not easy, you know, if if you're shaken up, as most people are at least. But to protect yourself, let's say you're the innocent party. Mm -hmm. Somebody's hit you up the rear. Yeah. Um, what first thing that's going to happen is adrenaline's going to kick in. You're right. probably not going to know you're injured. Okay. And you'll get out your car and you'll behave as normally. And then when you put your claim in later, the other side's going to say, well, they couldn't possibly have been injured. They were out of the car like a shot. Right. Um, just be aware of that, that adrenaline is looking after you at that moment in time. Start thinking about getting evidence to A, prove the accident happened. Right. B, prove who hit you. C forget me alphabet there um how much damage has been caused to the vehicles we all carry telephones with yes of course cameras, cameras these yeah. days so start taking photographs of the, the driver of the car that's hit you mm-hmm. try and get something to, to show whether there are any other people in the car or not that's right. the important yeah thing. that'll that'll kill off the uh, additional yeah claims. photo of the registration number of the other car and photo of the damage to your car and mm-hmm. the other car if it's a motorcyclist, yeah. it all applies. Yeah. Get a picture of the biker, his bike, etc. If you are a biker, as I mm-hmm. am, you do it the other way around. And there's there's your evidence straight away. Yeah. The, one other thing is people tend to take some photographs from too close. So take a step back, walk 20 yards up the road yeah. and take one if you can 
of the cars in the final position yeah because where you end up is going to help us work out where the impact was and where well, you that's were right. on there the is a science behind the it isn't there yeah and how far you, got, speed. If you hit from behind how far was your car pushed yeah that goes into how fast was the other car going. absolutely yeah so, so all, this is all of that then it's who do you start ringing yes and, and what are your legal duties if you've been involved in a with a parked car and the driver isn't there, the, the first thing that legally you have to do is stop. Right. And start trying to think, how do I work out who owns this car? Well, if it's not obvious and, and there's nobody about, mm-hmm. let's say it's a car in a car park, put a note yeah, on the windscreen. Yeah, leave a note on the windscreen, yeah. But having done that, your next duty is to call the police to say, I've been unable to exchange details with anybody this is who i am this Mm -hmm. is the registration of the car i've hit and this is where it is you've then stopped and you've reported it to the police right and when you report to the police get the name of the person you're speaking to the person you're speaking to so that you can you can prove you reported it to the police if you are uh, in an accident and somebody is injured you have a duty to report it to the police right but in an, in an accident where it's damage only, the law says you only have to exchange names, addresses and registration numbers. Okay. It doesn't mention insurance details, but if it's not your fault, you clearly want something from you the other see person. This. Yes, absolutely. And most, of it, most car drivers, I could tell you who I'm insured with, but I couldn't tell you the policy number that's true i'm the same so you make arrangements to 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 exchange that later but if you're the if you're the injured person Mm -hmm. the innocent victim if you were if the other person doesn't give you their insurance details report it to the police yeah because you're covering your back and you're getting things sorted and all that will help you make the report to your insurer at the end of the day yeah if you're the person that's caused the accident Again, you want the other person's insurance details, you want photographs of how many people are in the car, etc. Because you're going to ring your insurance company and say, Mm. I've run into so-and-so, the damage was minor, I've got photographs of the damage, there was only one or two or whatever people in the other vehicle, which was a Ford Focus, for example, registration number. Um, They claimed they were injured, but you can can be honest, I'd be surprised at the speed I hit them at them. Yeah. you know they'll get away with that um and then be aware if you're the injured people what insurers like to do is sell your claim to a big panel of solicitors somewhere right working out of what we call a factory okay tend to be non-qualified and 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 will just do what the computers say so if you're injured the next thing is if i may put it this way for heaven's sake don't go with the solicitor's that you're insured because you do have a right to, to choose your you, own solicitor you have you? a right i mean surely it's going to be beneficial to have a local solicitor where you can sit face to face rather than that's it and and not only that find a solicitor or practice that's accredited right. by the association of personal injury lawyers as it happens i'm a fellow mm-hmm. okay and our firm's accredited but yeah. that, you know there's no other accredited firm in newark because mm-hmm. i've checked right <laughs> There isn't in Lincoln either, come to that. Okay. Um, but that's what you're looking for. There is in Nottingham, to yeah. be fair to my colleagues. Um, and then start thinking about, you mentioned you have the right to choose your solicitor. You actually have the right to choose who repairs your car. Right. But when you ring up the call centre to report the accident, whoever's whoever's going to be there is not going to know that. They're following a script. Yes, and, of course. And I've had it said to me 
well, if you choose your repairer, we're not going to recover your car and we're not going to lend you one. In which case I've had to reply and say, well, my policy says you'll recover my yeah. car and I know the body shop I'm going to is going to lend me a car, so we don't need to trouble that. Right. So, um, right. so you don't have to take their first answer, do you? Just no. dig a little deeper yeah. and just, uh, just, you can just, get what you want. Just sta- you know, stand up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... You, you, you've got to start thinking about well how am I getting home who's recovering the car where's it going to am I going to empty the car before it goes can oh, somebody yeah. come to the scene um, if not it's going to go off to a yard probably quite some distance away mm. in Lincolnshire it's not unusual for cars to end up um, near Grimsby oh, blimey. halfway between Brig and Grimsby because that's, that's where the recovery yeah, yard yeah. is um, so you've got a fair way to go if you want to empty your car afterwards. I see, yeah, these are all things you've got to think of. Mm. So um, so if you're in the unfortunate um, incident of having an accident, then, as you say, you've got to exchange de- details, photograph the scene, photograph how many people were involved, photograph the damage. I do remember when I was an old boy, thankfully I've not been involved in very many accidents, only one, and I ran to the back of somebody on my little Vespa. <laughs> <laughs> and it was only dinted his bumper, but by the time I got home, he'd scratched all his car. Yes, and, exactly. Um, and he was looking for a complete respray, and the police were saying, well, you did all... No, I can't possibly yes. have done. And, and that also applies if, if you are unfortunate and get mixed up with one of these criminal gangs that are causing uh, accidents. Yeah. Is, that in, is that on the increase? Is that prevalent? I wouldn't say it's on the increase. There's an awful lot more than people realise. Right. Um, there is, uh, the Insurance Fraud Bureau work on that. There's a gang just been sentenced to prison and all sorts. I'll say. Because they're making an awful lot of money out yeah. of it. And, and they will cause you to run into the back of their car. Mm-hmm. They may have disconnected the brake lights. Typically it will happen at a roundabout where they look as if they're setting off and then they'll slam the mm-hmm. brakes on and you run into them. Two mile an hour accident. But the but by the t- if you don't take photos of the damage, by the time the insurer gets there, you you wonder what has hit them because yeah. the damage is so extensive. Um, they will overtake you, pull in and slam the brakes on for no right. reason. They'll cut across you on the motorway. And Goodness me. It, it, it's quite dangerous and quite scary to the lengths mm. they will go to. Some years ago, and I'm going back probably more than 10 years, um, I nearly got caught up in it because a client came to me and said, I've had an accident on a roundabout. And it was only some time later as the claim went on, we realised different people were ringing me up. Right. And it wasn't claiming to be the same particular, but it wasn't. It clearly wasn't because I'm pretty good at voices, (laughs) useless at names. And we worked this one out, and we did end up having to report it to cover ourselves. Right. Right. So, um, I mean, the thing is, covering yourself is the most important thing. So as long as you follow the easy steps that you've just laid out, then um, hopefully we can limit the, um, well, the damage. And I suppose a final word of warning. Sometimes you'll, you'll go through everything at the scene, you will exchange details, and you're the person that's caused the accident Uh you'll go away feeling really sorry really fed up and then some days later a notice a a notice to require you to state who the driver was will come from the police right if you fail to respond to that it's six points on your license so when you get from the police it's called a section 172 notice it's 172 of the road traffic act if a police officer requires you to name who was driving your vehicle, 
for heaven's sakes tell them don't ignore it it's not worth six points on your license just because you think i've sorted everything with the other driver absolutely not words of wisdom there um michael thank you very much for coming in this evening and always uh, a pleasure yeah, giving us the advice yes Lovely. So uh, there we go, Michael Pace from Andrew and Co. Slisters on London Road. If you've uh, got any inquiry, andrew-slisters.co.uk is the place to look. Um, they'll be very happy to deal with you and advise you. Andrew, uh, Michael, sorry, will be coming into the studio on a monthly basis to share all his expertise with us. So if you've got any questions, aidy at radionerd.co.uk. We are-